Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I am Alexa. I am Ambrosia. Hello, everybody. Hello, and today we are joined by Sarah Pendrick, author, host, and founder of Girl Talk Network. Hi, Sarah. Welcome. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited for today. We are, too. I got really excited when like, we turned on the Zoom and you have like a legit setup, like a, like a, a literal <laughs> radio host, TV host. I was like, ooh, that's awesome. We need to get one of those, Ambie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got my bookcase. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the bookcase is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, We connected with you over Clubhouse. I'm sure our listeners are really sick of us talking about Clubhouse at this point, but we connected with you on Clubhouse and would love if you would introduce yourself and just tell our listeners a little bit more about you. Yeah. So, hi, everyone. I'm Sarah Pendrick. I'm an author. My book, Beautifully Brave, is on its way. So excited about that. Um, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the host of Girl Talk Network. Girl Talk Network is just a place for all women to go. We do programs, masterminds, do connection, things like this, um, have events. Right now, obviously, we're doing virtual events, not in person. And really just my mission in life is for people to learn how to live completely authentic to themselves and for women to collaborate. So I love spending my mornings with badass women like these two. So I'm really excited to be here. Oh, thank you so much. That's so amazing. I love the network and it sounds like it goes so in line with what we're doing with the podcast. So I'm so glad that you're here. One of the questions that I have for you is, um, you are talking about on your Instagram about being too much and on this post about women are told that we're too bossy, we're too skinny, we're too fat, we're too this. Can you elaborate a little bit about that or talk about that? Yeah. So for me personally, I had a journey with this and I'm sure both of you have, and a lot of people listening just like, Oh, that's too much. Like, even if you're going to wear a certain outfit or if you, if you speak up about something or you want to do something crazy or doing something that's authentic to yourself, a lot of times, you know, society has had it like be too much where it's like, that's too much of something or that's too loud or that's too bold. So when I was born, my soul was just like this bright, like, it like little girl that was so excited to have experiences in the world. Like I literally remember, remember myself as a five-year-old just being so bold and brave and totally too much, but in the best way ever. But I was just always told like, girls don't do that. Be quiet. Like Mm -hmm. that's too much. Like don't wear that. And it really started to like 
wear me down where I wasn't shining my light anymore. And I had like a really difficult, like from age eight to 18, I just had really difficult experiences in that. So Mm. I always catch myself now before I ask a question, like, Oh, do you guys think this is too much? I just like catch myself and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to ask that question anymore. Mm, that's so powerful. I think I'm not crying. If you're watching this on Facebook, my allergies are like, <laughs> it's okay to cry. <laughs> it's okay to cry. It moved me. Um, no, but I, I do think that that's something that people say. And I think we're steering away from that, which is good because it's being brought to everyone's attention. Um, and I talk about this a lot, but there is such a, uh, when I was growing up, there was such a difference between boy and girl children mm-hmm. and how they're raised and how boy children are really encouraged to be adventurous and think differently and, and really speak their voice. And girl children are not really encouraged in that way. So I think it's beautiful that women are starting to say, no, this what we've been told as children doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. When we're told, sit down, be quiet, you're being too much. I think that it's beautiful that women like you are starting to say, no, I'm not going to just be quiet. I'm going to stand in my truth and I'm going to speak when I want to. So, Yeah. I just find it like the more that you're holding back and thinking that you're too much, the more you're like not letting your real self and like soul speak and you're just harming yourself more than anything. Exactly. Cause you're so worried about how you're being perceived rather than speaking from an authentic place. Mm-hmm. And you're giving energy to the old paradigm of yeah. like you're 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 um, furthering that agenda because you're giving into the belief. You're mm-hmm. giving into the belief that well, other people think women are too much or that I'm too much, and so I should just agree with them so that not to cause any uh, fuss, as we're also conditioned to do, <laughs> and um, and perpe- and we perpetuate that when in actuality, when we go back to you know why why are women why is this a thing with women? And you go back in history, it's it's really because women have always been so incredibly powerful. Like we bring life into this world. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, these institutions and these systems that have been in place are really set up to like uh, squash our power in a way. And so I think it's such an exciting time that women like you, Sarah, are, you know, part of your mission is about having these conversations because it's in just having these conversations that we have the ability to see that, oh, this is a program. This is a belief. This is something that I'm just subscribing to. And I can just as easily, in a way, unsubscribe and we can all unsubscribe together. Okay. When you said that, I def- I like literally got chills because I, I didn't even think about it like that. I always say like, we're in such an amazing time with our generation to make a real difference, but it's so true when we keep giving in to the too much, like we're, uh, we're responsible for it, not changing. So I literally just got chills when you said that I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think that's a good little hack for women as well who are, um, people pleasers because it's like in actuality if you really want to help people then set this boundary or you know unsubscribe to from that belief because that will help others yeah Yeah. i like the way you say unsubscribe too because you make it sound so easy yeah just unsubscribe unsubscribe, delete return to sender (laughs) sarah what made you want to start the network that you the girl talk network So I grew up um, pretty much like the only woman in my family. I had three brothers. My family did not know what to do with me. I love them, but they just did not know how to handle me. Um, So I think I just wanted like 
inside me, I always wanted sisterhood. I still feel like that to this day, like friendship is so important to me. Collaborating with other women is so important to me. And I had things that happened to me um, throughout my life. Like I was sexually assaulted twice. I had been bullied. Um, I just had a lot of things happen, um, experiences that really, really like brought me down, but I was able to rise above. And one of the ways that I was able to do that was by following my heart and leaving Nashville where I lived and coming to LA and knowing no one and doing anything that I possibly could to be able to make it here. I still live here. I live in Manhattan beach. It was my dream to live here. I would drive around in like my car that barely worked selling credit card machines, like trying to figure it out. And then one day again, like finally starting to listen to that little voice inside. I'm like, I know there's more that I need to do. This is, I'm always drawn to like being around women, supporting women. Um, I've had this like message on my heart pretty much since I was little. I just didn't really know what it meant. So I decided to do this women, um, women's event and it was how I launched Girl Talk. And it's just evolved like every year since then. That's amazing. I love that. I love that too. Um, and I, I'd resonate with you, like driving your car around LA that, that was probably breaking down every five seconds because I too had a car like that when I lived in LA, (laughs) but it, (laughs) but it's beautiful that you've now like manifested, you know, you've made it through that time and you now live where exactly where you want to live. It's, 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 it really is beautiful. Um, and is Girl Talk, sorry, is Girl Talk like a podcast or a, a t- like a, what is Girl Talk? Exactly? Oh, you already said it. it's like an event. It, it, yeah. It's so all there's the a things. lot. Of, yeah. No, even people that like know me are like, all right, what's Girl Talk up to right now? <laughs> we just have like programs. I am working on a show right now. I don't have a podcast, but I would love to at some point. Um, books, all the things. I mean, it's totally always evolving. Like anyone that's listening that is like wanting to do something or, start a business or maybe rebrand. Like I'm all about just following, like as you evolve, letting your brand evolve. So it's been, it's changed and I have not allowed like anything to hold me back each year. Like it evolves with me. Mm, That's amazing. What kind of events do you guys run? So we just, um, last year and was it right in 2020? I'm like, what year is it? What yeah. year? <laughs> like January, 2020, I had girl talk festival, which is this huge women's events. It's like, it's, um, entrepreneurs from all over the world come and we just go over all areas of our lives, like business, sisterhood, self-care, there's speakers, there's panels, there's like, um, little setups and booths and everything. And, uh, luckily I was able to do that before the shutdown and I would be doing it right now if I could, but it's a little bit on hold, but it's just really a place for like any woman to go. No name tags, like nothing that you would usually expect, just a place for you to be out in your fullest expression. Mm, that sounds That's, so needed right now. So amazing. Yeah. Well, you guys are definitely going to be able to come. You have to come when we're out. When we yes. Yes. <laughs> We would, we would love to. And I think what's really cool about Girl Talk, what I feel from it and from your brand is it's, it's really, like you said, sisterhood. I think it's such a powerful thing. Again, going back to like (laughs) this power that women have that has really been diminished in so many ways. And even by our own, I'll use this word again, subscription to the belief that we have to compete with one another and that we cannot, um, you know, we have to tear one another down. Or if one of us, like you said, it's like you you were describing your experience with bullying and I've experienced bullying and I was getting this image in my head of how, man, like it's kind of crazy how we have this society where when we see someone actually excelling or trying something or being beautiful or something like that, we're like, get back down here. 
You know, like we're like, nobody gets to go because I don't get to go. And that really is just from such a place of fear. It's, it's, which is something that I think we're really ready to move beyond right now. So what I feel from your brand is that moving to that next phase of, no, we can all be together and we can all celebrate each other and we can all lean on each other too, as we all build our brands and thrive together. Yeah, I actually think that, I mean, we are so powerful. It's really crazy. I feel like we have subscribed to being scared of our power. Now this is like, this is the whole theme of my whole day. Subscribe and unsubscribe. Everyone needs to know this message that you just said. Now we get to unsubscribe when amazing things are happening for other women that that takes away from us. Like even, I don't know the story of how you guys started your podcast, but you guys are in collaboration, created something so amazing. I'm sure your listeners know, so you don't have to tell me again, but if they don't, I would love to hear it. But I would just love like how you two came together and are, have such a powerful podcast. That's the power of two very, very powerful women coming together and making something even more amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think, Go ahead. I just want to say about that. I think, and thank you for that reflection and it has been, and we've been very transparent about this on the podcast, but like when we came together, we met through another podcast that I was hosting on actually, Ambrosia was my guest and we I interviewed her and we were just like, we feel like we should keep talking for a very long time. And through that, we realized three that- three years. Yeah, three years ago, for three years so far. <laughs> but through that, we realized that we have many past lives together. We have a lot of intentions in this lifetime that we set together. And because we realized that from a spiritual perspective that we came together in this lifetime for a reason to get certain things done, we have made a commitment to each other to work through, I think, a lot of things that would normally tear women apart or tear uh, women's um, friendships or partnerships apart. Some stuff that's been really, really hard to like talk about or go through or admit to each other. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I'm jealous of you or... the comparison and all of that. And so, but because of that kind of higher knowing, we've made this commitment to push through no matter what. And so even in the times it's been incredibly challenging, we've done that. And I I guess what I want to say is I think that's something that has allowed us to have some sort of an impact, our persistence in pushing through that. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I feel like that's so important. And that's where we can get past like, like superficial friendships, close friendships. And just like, like you said, like sisterhood, past life, like just on a deeper level. That's amazing that you guys realize that you had past lives together. I have a partner in my mastermind and we're doing the same thing. Like we're like, we almost got scared to partner together because we know like in business, there's going to be really hard conversations that get to happen. And sometimes someone's going to be more front facing the other, even like who gets like a percentage is this 50, 50. Like I was even like, Oh, I don't know if I want to do this because I don't want our friendship to like suffer from this. But now we're like, wait, we need to come together and be able to have any hard conversation possible, Mm -hmm. get even stronger through this. And it's been the most amazing healing experience to say something to her. Like, this is how I'm feeling and know that she's not going to hate me and our friendship's going to be ruined. And we're actually going to talk it through and be able to create something even more amazing. And we just came up with this theme last week. We're like our theme moving forward right now that we're working on is being more direct. Like instead of like beating around the bush, like, Oh, blah, blah, like literally saying like, this is what I need from you or this, like when you did this, this is how I felt just being so direct. Cause it's like, 
I think, and I'm saying it to myself, like I'll say this whole fluff piece to people and then they have a whole another perception of it. And then I'm like, no, this is what I need. And they're like, why don't you just say like exactly what you need? (laughs) Yeah. I think in those moments, at least for me, when I do like the fluff piece, it takes me a minute to get to what I need because I'm like talking it out in my head. You know what I mean? I'm like going through it and saying, okay, well, this is why, this is why, oh, I get it. You're shining so brightly that it's triggering me um, my abandonment issues. And so I might get left behind. Right. And so I feel like in some cases that it's good to kind of have that fluff piece, that conversation. I still think that that's a really authentic conversation. Um, but I love the directness and I actually have a really hard time personally being indirect with people. And when people are indirect with me, I don't pick up on it until days later. I'm like, Oh, they were insulting me. Okay. And I move on because I need people to be like real direct with me because I'm just very, um, I'm not very good at beating around the bush and telling people what they want to hear. Yeah. I love that you said the fluff thing. I need that too. And sometimes I'll tell her like, all right, I just need to, I just need to leave you this boxer message. That's going to be two minutes. I'm getting out all my stuff. And then can you hold space for this? (laughs) Because we totally do need the fluff and then be like, I have permission to do this. And then I'm going to get to it. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Totally. We were just talking about that on our clubhouse room today about like actually the magic really does happen in that space. Like not only in holding the space for, and that is a direct thing actually to say, I need space. Can you hold it for me while I do the fluff piece? That's probably Mm -hmm. what you just said. I just reiterated it in a different way. But what came through this morning, we were talking about space as we were talking about how like people and especially women, they seem to be compulsive space fillers, right? Like we don't like there to be any silence in a conversation. We don't like um, awkward silences. And we also, if we feel any sort of weird void in our body, even we're going to like fill that up with food or drink or something like that. So I was, it just, it came through me and I was like, dang, that's really cool. Like whoever flowed that through me, which was, um, you know, what if instead of being these compulsive space fillers, we could be compulsive space holders and just hold more space in our lives, in our friendships, in our conversations, because it seems like in the space, that's truly where magic happens. That's where realizations come. That's where, but when we're so afraid to to hold that space, we, we miss it, you know? Yeah. I think it's something that we've been taught or we've kind of witnessed up until now. Mm -hmm. So it's just like what you were saying, like unsubscribe from that and just Mm -hmm. be able to hold space for each other and have the fluff, but just be like, Hey, I need a second to be like really fluffy right now and say like, (laughs) I love friendship, but I also have the bullying wound. So now I think that you're going to, I'm going to lose you if I say this, or you're going to hate me and then be able to get to the actual like part of the conversation after. Mm, I, I like the fluffy thing. I'm going to take that one. I just need to be really fluffy right now. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sarah, so th- all of this conversation is, you know, what it really is about is is about what it sounds like your book is about, or I assume your book is about, which the title of is is being beautifully brave, right? Or beautifully brave. Yes. Correct? Yeah. So yeah, tell us what that means to you and, and what the book is really about. Yeah. So beautifully brave. Um, what it means to me is like, when you think of brave, I think of like, sometimes like masculine or like, just go do it. Like be brave. Like, come on. So I'm like, all right, like beautifully brave is more like a feminine, like being in your power, living beautifully brave, living bravely, living your life beautifully on your own terms. Mm -hmm. So my book is an unconventional. It's like, 
not ever, it's not anything else that you can find anywhere else. It's just an unconventional guide. That's literally like page 80, like how to deal with self-doubt in this moment right now, like really getting you back to your heart and your authentic self and knowing that your way doesn't have to be the same as others way. And just navigating through that and how like all of us can really lift each other up and really make it like, I, I talk about this in the book, how when we say no to something, that's like a good opportunity. We're never really like celebrated or congratulated for that. It's like, how could you give up on something that was good? So more of like, maybe something was good, but you know that you're meant for something amazing and really listening to that voice inside. And that's being beautifully brave. Like, let's start congratulating someone for being like, oh, you turned this down or you walked away for this because you know that it was just, "Uh," and you're meant for like super amazing fireworks. So just like little things that we can do, ways that you can implement it into your life every single day um, to actually really live a beautifully brave life and also make an, have it be an example to other people around you. It's like a movement and a book that you can read with other women in your life. Mm, that sounds so powerful. I love that. So um, are there action steps? Is it, and, and where did the idea for this book come into play? Yeah. So um, at the end of each chapter, there's like a complete action steps, ap- action plan, like prompts to take you through whatever that chapter was about. It's really like, um, there's like frequency, um, all the amazing like things that you guys are talking about, like connecting your soul, past lives, all of that, but also like the practical and scientific things behind that. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. people need that to understand. Um, so it's just a mix of everything. And the reason that I wrote this, I knew that I was going to write a book. I knew that it was going to be geared towards women empowerment. And, um, one day I was just like, I want a guidebook. Like I want this to be on women's coffee tables next to their bed and their purses and just literally be like, Oh, this is, this is like totally a plug. I'm not just, I just like happen to know that it's right here. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Like, oh, it's so book. pretty. Thank you. So just for someone to reach reach like in this right now, like I'm feeling imposter syndrome or I'm not listening to my soul because I'm listening to everyone else. Like, all right, I'm just going to look up this chapter and get a little pep talk and get some tools. I love that. It reminds me of um, Louise Hayes's You Can Heal Your Life, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Where she has like a, it's, it's not this, but it's kind of similar to this where it's like you look up whatever your condition is, a physical bodily condition, and it tells you what it is. It tells you like what that really means the underlying root is and mantras and stuff. So it feels like obviously not the same, but a similar thing of like we all go through these things on our path. And it's like, okay, when you have this, being able to have a true guidebook to be like, this is a way that I can deal with it. I think that's such a beautiful thing to put out into the world. So I love it. And it's so great because it's like the conversations that we're having right now. That's why people love your podcast. Like they're getting tips and they're feeling a connection. So it's like, you could also read this for yourself, but also now be a guide for other women in your life too. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. Totally. Because a lot of the times too, I think people, they don't know, (laughs) they don't know how to, they don't know how to help people in a way that is more productive, right? Like, I mean, I know I've been in a space where it's like somebody dies, you know, in, in someone's life. And like, I didn't have a lot of experience with how to support someone through that. It was like, I would think to say this, or I would think to do this. And then I was like, no, I would get so in my head. 
And I think it is a really beautiful thing to be able to know how to support others in your life because in that way, you're not just affecting one person who reads this and is using this on themselves. You're affecting every person that person then touches, you know, which is just like huge spider web. Yeah. And I do think that all of us, we're in like such a great time right now. And obviously like what you guys are saying about your past lives and there's some, there's something in this lifetime for both of you. And I truly think that part of it is being this generation. That's a part of the, the change, the part of the unsubscribe, like that's what we get to call it now. Yeah. 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 Is there a favorite part of your book? Um, or do you have like a favorite chapter or anything like that? Mm, That's such a good question. That is such a good question. I've thought about this. I'm like, you know, some people are like, oh, chapter two, it's a journey. And it's like, you read this chapter to get to the next one. So I don't Mm -hmm. have a favorite, but I am really excited about the science of happiness chapter, just because it gives some of the scientific backing for people. Because me, I'm like, like, I believe everything. I feel everything in my body. I have like the utmost faith. Like I just like know. And so the scientific facts, I don't particularly need, but like, for example, my husband needs those. My other friends are like, that sounds great, but like, where's the proof? And I'm like, all right, here's the proof, you know? Yeah. So I think that that chapter makes a really big difference in the chapter on self-care. Um, also like not hashtag self-care, like bubble baths, like real self-care. And it's different for all of us. So I also like guide you through how you can figure out what self-care will actually have you feeling like inner love and like care inside your body. Mm. How did you like, how did you, I mean, because I don't know, like you created this book because there wasn't a book or I'm sure you saw like a need for this book. So like when you were going through your journey, what was that for you? How did you learn how to do self-care for yourself? It was a journey. Like it literally, like I said, when I was five years old, I was sexually assaulted. And I, from there, I think I was in so much trauma. And then when I started getting more confidence, like in my teens, I was assaulted again. So I always had like who my soul was. I always like felt this like calling or this voice inside that I was supposed to be like in my fullest expression and make a difference in some way. So I always knew that, but I didn't have the tools to deal with what had happened to me. So I just like was in survival mode and that voice got like more and more quiet. I was in more and more survival mode. And when I went to school, I started studying psychology because I'm like, there has to be like an answer for this, but I wasn't really like a student. I still just had these downloads and like my intuition was like in insane, but I didn't know how to use that intuition because people around me were like, that's crazy or that's weird. And so I think it was a lot of navigation until I just became brave enough literally to be like, I don't care what everyone else says. Like there's some sort of power inside of me. That's actually going to be the guiding force for me. And I started listening to that and just getting really deep into spirituality, personal growth, practicing, speaking my mind, having the right people around me. Cause I did not have the right people around me. And it just kind of cultivated over time. And then now I'm like journaling, I'm asking the universe for messages all the time and I get them. And then I just knew like, oh, it's time to put this in a book. Mm, That's amazing. That's such a powerful story on where you were and where you are now. So what's something that you do to manifest your reality? I love manifestation. Um, What I do is 
every night, here's like some few like practical things, which I'm sure they hear all the amazing things from you guys, but here's some things that we do. (laughs) Um, Before we go to bed, my husband and I like celebrate something that hasn't happened yet as if it's happened. Mm. And we just like say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Over and over. And then um, during the day, we like write notes to each other. Like if there's like, like I said, I'm, I'm um, developing a show right now. So he'll like write me a note, like, oh, your show's on this network. Congratulations. And I'll do the same for him. And I really just like Mm. tap into that faith that if it's so strong inside me, then it's going to happen. It's not my job to like push it away by being like, how, when, like, I need to know all the details. So I really just like lean and breathe into my stomach area and try to ignite like as much faith as I can possible. But the thing for me that really makes a difference is who I'm around doing these little things every single day to keep that vibration so I can be an attraction for it. Mm. I love that. Ambie, I'm going to start doing that to you. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to send you text messages. (laughs) I like it. I love that so much. That's That's amazing. Because I've because recently I, I had the intuition that I think I've heard it before, but it came back into my mind so strong. It's like, what if you lived your life every day as if something amazing was always about to happen? If you just believed that, if you told yourself that, if you reminded yourself that, if you wrote that down, that state of like anticipation is like, oh my God, something exciting is going to happen. But I, I feel like what you were sharing about you and your husband, which is so beautiful that you two do that together, I love that, is that's what you're doing. You're like fueling that, like, like it look, it's like a cool surprise. And it's it's this yeah. little dose of, it's a hit of that excitement energy, which is like the manifestation energy, so. Yeah, and it feels good in your body. So for even this morning, like I had something that kind of like put me at like a lower vibration. I'm like, no, like I am not going to start my day like this. So I just started saying like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And like being able to feel it in my body. I think it'll be Mm -hmm. so fun as partners for you guys to do that and cheer each other on and also create some like amazing magic that I know that you all are up to. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. Yeah, we're going to we're going to take that idea. Put that one in our pocket. (laughs) Sarah, can I this is I I'm just genuinely curious for some reason. What's your um, sun sign? Leo. Ah, that's what I, I, that was like one I was, um, guessing. Cool. Yeah. Your, your whole appearance is very Leo. It's like that golden sun energy, like beautiful (laughs) hair, like golden hair, just lion's mane, lioness mane. Yeah. I don't know why I was very interested. I'm not usually that interested. I was very interested. So thank you for answering. (laughs) You're welcome. What are you? I'm a Taurus. Okay. And Ambie is... A cancer. Say mine. I'm a cancer. Okay. Also, sometimes when people say, when I say I'm a cancer, they're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. People like that about almost every sign. Like a Gemini. Everybody's notorious that way about Gemini, like run in the other direction. But I think Geminis are pretty fun, actually. I had one of my friends like planning their, like when they wanted to have a baby based on not having a Gemini and all the Geminis that I know in my life are so amazing. And I'm like, okay, you have a really bad experience with this one Gemini (laughs) affecting everything. Yeah. Yeah. I had a bad experience with a Virgo. And so for a little bit, I was like, ah, all the Virgos stay away from me. But well, I think too much. Go ahead, Alexa. No, no, no. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to piggyback on that. It's interesting that we're actually maybe that's weirdly why I brought this up is because when you're talking about I had this bad experience, it's kind of the I'm so I started I was I fidget with things on my desk and I started I picked this up and I have this tiny little piece of Moldavite here on my desk and. Wow. 
I have been terrified of Moldavite for like years. I have been like, do not bring that near me. I've heard the stories like similar to like kind of these associations we we uh, get with like astrological signs or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've heard the stories. I'm not ready. I do not want any type of, there's like this uh, idea with Moldavite that it'll just like flip your life, life upside down. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I was kind of going through a little funk and one of our amazing listeners said, she's like, I feel like I need to send you this gift. I need to send it to you right now. I was like, okay. And she she sent me this really awesome gift and she didn't tell me what it was. And as I'm opening it up, it's all these beautiful messages, handwritten notes that really feel like it's my guides flowing through her and stuff. But anyway, there's lots of little beautiful crystal gifts that were so kind. But the last crystal that I opened it up or the last package, Moldavite, and it just popped out and dropped in front of me. And I was like, ah, no, (laughs) I was terrified. Um, because I, and, and it was this moment of really asking myself, it's like, do you really think that this is more powerful than you? Or is it the association that you have given to it? Have you put your power outside Mm. of yourself? Mm -hmm. And it was this moment where I was like, you know what? I'm going to feel into this. If this feels good, I'm going to feel what, what does this really feel like to me? And it felt good. So I've kept it around and it's made these, it has made some major shifts or I've gone through some major shifts in the past couple of weeks, but it's really been for my highest good. And I guess the whole reason I'm sharing this is because just like with the astrological sign, it's like, it's really what you make it. Like life is really about what you make it, what you assign, the meaning you assign to things. And if you believe that Geminis are the devil, then they will be, you Uh know? But to really like ask yourself where maybe you're putting the power outside of yourself and see if you can bring that power back inside. And I'm curious, Sarah, if you have any, you know, experience with that or or tips for that, you know, how to kind of take back that power or that feeling of power, because I know you're already sharing about that with like, I'm not going to let my day start like this. I'm going to be, you know, turn this around. Yeah. So um, I always, you know, you always hear the term like stepping into your power. Mm -hmm. I like to say standing in your power because it's like stepping in is just like, oh, you're like testing it out. Like you're like, but you already have your power. Like you have your power inside. So standing in your power is exactly what you just said. Like like the stories that you say about things, or you're going to let like one experience or one like crystal that everyone else says that this is the meaning of it. It's like, you're giving your power away by letting everyone else decide for you before, you know? So for me, I just, I make it a habit now. And I was not always like this and I'm not saying that it's easy, but I make it a habit to have myself experience something or really be like open and curious about things before I put like a definition on it, before I make like a, like a instant, like, oh, well, I heard this about them or that. So that's what this is. And I also really have been like training my body to tell me mm. just for, like, cause our, our intuition is so strong. So yeah. it's like, instead of asking my mind, I'll kind of like put my mind outside of me and focus on my stomach area and like make, um, decisions or, um, whatever it is through how my body feels. Cause, because we're so powerful as women and we bring life into the world. Like I think our bodies are constantly talking to us and telling us things. And that's where we get to stand in our power. Mm. I love that. Yeah. That's, that I like that too. Stand in your power instead of step in, because yeah, step in implies like you you're never there. You weren't there to yeah. begin with, and you're always there. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's that's a really really good insight, and I feel like really good advice to a lot of our listeners who are tuning in. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's kind of like with manifestation. Like if you keep saying, I'm going to have this happen. Well, the universe wants you to have what you want. So it's going to keep almost having it happen. So you just have to celebrate it and say it as it is, as it has happened. So yeah. Do you have a cool story of manifestation? I feel like you you like really play around with it. Like anything that you manifested, big or small, that was just like such a like exciting moment for you. Um, I'm putting I would you on the say, spot. I know. I know. I have a <laughs> lot of like small ones. I actually have a big one. It's with my husband. Um, when I moved to LA, uh, obviously, like all the things that I'd experienced, I was really blocked off from relationship. Like I had like major trust issues. Like I was not vulnerable. I thought like the tiniest thing to share was like you keep everything private. Like you do not share your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I thought I stayed safe. And I just started like testing things out. Like I took a step. Everyone thought it was crazy to move to LA. That made me more brave. So um, during that time, I'm like, all right, I'm finally going to start dating. I'm not going to have an attachment to it. And I wrote down, um, yeah, everyone listening, like do this with anything in your life. It doesn't have to be like a partner. It could be anything. I wrote down um, what my relationship was like, what I was like as a partner, what the partner I was with was like, everything that we did together, like super in detail as if it like had already happened. And it wasn't just like, I want this amazing person that X, Y, Z. It was like also like who I wanted to be and who I wanted to show up as. And I met Josh two months later. That's my husband. And then we got engaged after two years and we were moving into our first apartment. And I was unpacking one of the boxes and I found the sheet of paper because I put it away after and totally forgot about it. That's where it like reminds me so much of not being attached to the things that we want. Mm-hmm. So I opened this piece of paper and I remember like yelling at him from upstairs, like, oh my gosh, I never told you this story. And I read it out to him and we were both mind blown because everything that I wrote down was exactly him, was exactly our relationship. It was like and I always bring myself back to that moment to remind myself like this really works. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. How long have you been married? We've been married for six years, almost seven, and we've been together since 2011. Oh, that's amazing. What a yeah. great story. He's my soulmate. We've definitely, um, I've had so many downloads about like our life, like our future lives together, our past lives. Like he's like the same soul. Like we're so, it's, it's really wild. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it I think it's the power of the power of focus too. Like cuz in that moment what you're doing is like you're focusing and you're you're really like asking yourself to focus on what would you like to bring into your reality. And I think um yeah, and the power of writing things down, like bringing what's in here outside. Because in that moment, even just in that writing it down, you're manifesting something. You're mm-hmm. manifesting something that's just a vibration into a physical thing, you know? Yeah, and for me, I just remember being like, oh, dating's hard. And uh, I just like, I have such high expectations. And I was like, all right, well, I've never actually written down what I want. Like we all like want these things, but like, why do you want them? Why do you believe that you can have them? This is another workshop I do. And how do you know that it's for you? Yeah. And like just being really detailed and giving yourself permission. Like, this is what I want instead of like, I want this pink cup. Okay. Like yeah. <laughs> I want it so bad. I need to have it right now. But it's like, why do you want it? And then you'll figure out what you actually like about it. Or maybe it's not some, it's something you've been attaching to that you maybe not, you don't actually really want. So I love that. It's like the focus, like you said, and just giving yourself that permission to give yourself that time, like having that relationship with yourself to know like the ins and out of every part of you. I think people do that a lot with money. 
They attach the idea of, I want this amount of money because that'll make me happy. And I think what they don't understand is it's not the money that will make you happy. It's the feeling of freedom that will make you happy. And you can have that in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I know that I would do that with money in the past and just attach onto it. And I have this number, like you said, and then I realized like, where did this number come from? Like who told me that? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that when we let go of the number or when we let go of the idea of if I hit this goal, then that equates to freedom. Like what, what I've started doing is I want to make this amount of money because I want the experience of making that amount of money. I want to see what it's like to have, you know, an extra $10,000 just to play with, just to donate, give to a charity, like to go pay off someone's car bill on a whim because I'm just being Mm. nice. Right. So I want that experience, but I'm not as attached to the outcome. Like if it doesn't happen, it's okay. Yeah. Amber, you're such a beautiful soul. I could totally see that you're a cancer. You're so like grounding and glowing and just so kind. I just had to say that as I was watching you talk. That's so nice. I really appreciate that. I really do. How can P and you are too. I mean, I love connecting with you on clubhouse. Are you on clubhouse a lot? I'm not on clubhouse a lot. Okay. Well, that oh, is chance connection. Yeah. yeah. Love it. <laughs> I love connecting with you. Like when we have interacted in the brief times that we have, you're so kind and you're so nice and understanding. Um, how can people engage with you, interact with you? What's the best platform that people can do that? And the get your book. Platform? Yeah. Thanks, Alexa. You're like, get the book. Yeah. <laughs> subscribe. Women supporting women. Um, yeah, subscribe. Subscribe to the book, but unsubscribe yeah. to all the other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not serving you. Um, um, Instagram is my jam. I love Instagram. I love hearing from people at Sarah Pendrick. And I'm always like in my DM. I love um, connecting with people. And that's where I am the most for sure. Beautiful. We'll put that in the show notes. And then where can people get the book through a link on your Instagram? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Beautifully Brave. Anywhere bookstores um, have books. (laughs) I'm like, what is that saying that I'm supposed to be (laughs) And Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. Awesome. Thank you so much. So exciting. Yeah. Thank thank you. Thank you for being here. And um, yeah, thank you. Everybody who's listening, go check out Sarah. She has a huge social media following. She's so active on there. Definitely check out the book. Give her a follow. And uh, yeah, Sarah, anything you want to say before we wrap up here? No, I had so much fun. I'm really honored to know you guys and just like love so much what you're creating and just the difference that you're making. So thank you for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So sweet. Uh, We love you guys. Thank you for watching on Facebook. And thank you for listening on the audio version. We love you so much. And until next time, keep on blooming. We tried to do it at the same time. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 